Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we wanted to continue our discussion on the doctrine of grace. This is uh, segment number four, part four of the doctrine of grace. And this topic is so important to uh, Christianity that I wanted to make sure we took time with these episodes to really uh, unpack what God would want us to have in order for us to get a better understanding of his calling for our lives as well as to fulfill the function or our function as Christians um, in the way that uh, God would want us to have. And oftentimes we get distracted with uh, the world's affairs and we get distracted with um, what we want and we forget or we neglect the things that God wants us to do. So we wanted to uh, start this episode off by revisiting the gift of God through grace. The gift of God through grace. That's what the scriptures tells us. Uh, what is this gift of God that uh, the Bible tells us about and how do we deal with it? So... Paul constantly reminds us uh, that there would be no grace without God. Grace um, has God as its subject. God is the uh, protagonist. He 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 is the subject. He is the uh, he's the object of our affections. God is grace due to His loving nature. God's expression of his love is an exhibition of his grace. Let me say it again. God's expression of his love is actually an exhibition of his grace. God expressed his love by gifting the world with Christ by his grace. First Peter 4 and 10. God expressed his love. By gifting the world with Christ by his grace. First Peter 4 and 10. When one looks at the life of Christ, we realize that there is abundant grace available. His arrival in Bethlehem is essentially an example of God's grace towards humanity. His ability to, uh, to share the kingdom agenda with the religious leaders at that time was an example of God extending his grace, his compassion for the lost, his compassion for the sick, and his compassion for the downcast is also an example of his grace. Everything Jesus did was an example of God's unmerited favor, which we cannot work for, in terms of this type of blessings, you can't work for that. A grace is a supernatural gift that extends out of God's nature. 
And reason why we can say this is, uh, is found in Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Uh, this grace in terms of salvation is a gift towards us. We didn't work for it. God extends, extends it to us. And once we accept it due to gratefulness, that causes us to also work on behalf of God and to partner with God on his agenda. And what's God's agenda? God's first agenda is to save you. That's agenda number one. Agenda number two is sanctification. God wants to set us apart for his own use. Uh, it's the same uh, concept of holiness. God sets us apart for his own use. Sanctification and holiness are synonyms. So God saved you. For what purpose? To, uh, to make sure that you can spend the rest of eternity with him, but also to, uh, bless you so you can be set apart while you're still alive and he may show forth, uh, his glory through you. So God wants to use us as a vessel. So he saves us eternally. Our tickets have been punched to heaven. Our space have been reserved in heaven. We, uh, are, are already saved. We're sealed until the day of redemption. But now God wants to do something with you while you're still here on earth. And part of that is uh, he wants to renew your mind. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. All right? Do not conform to this world. Again, this is the aspect of holiness. God setting us apart for his own use. So the way that we used to do things. God wants to change how you think. God wants us to change how we talk. God wants us to change how we forgive. God wants to impact how we treat others. God wants us to be more um, charitable. God wants us to be more faithful. God wants us to pray more. So all of this is part of the sanctification process. So it's never enough as Christians to say that we're saved, now we're, we're content with sitting on the sidelines. Now, now that we're saved, God is doing all this through us. He's doing all this through us psych- psychologically. He's impacting our emotions. He's impacting our theology. God, God is doing so much for us. We claim that we love him. And if we love him, we have to respond by doing his works. We have to respond by extending his overture. We have to respond by co-laboring with Christ. We have to respond in a spiritual way, not just through lip service, but through actual extension of our, of, of, of what we do, uh, our works. So we as Christians, we have to remember that God has afforded us grace and part of that grace or really, actually, the totality of that grace means that we have to respond accordingly, uh, in a good way, uh, in a way that God will be pleased. So if God has saved us, we, we show God that we are thankful for his overture, or we are thankful for his grace by, by evangelizing, by discipling, by getting involved in ministry, by actually implementing virtues at home so others can see 
that we, we, we are being changed, that uh, we are going through the sanctification process, uh, that we actually know Jesus. So the things that we were doing before, we, we're not going to do anymore because we're thankful for God's grace. Uh, we're not going to um, attach ourselves to worldly affairs where it distract us from the calling that God have on our lives. We're not going to do that anymore. We find ourselves, instead of uh, reading the trash magazines, we're actually reading the Bible. Instead of looking at the movies that we shouldn't be looking at, we're actually uh, meditating on things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report. So our response to God's grace is to demonstrate that we're thankful. And part of that gratefulness is through what he's told us to do, uh, evangelism, discipleship, outreach and missions, prayer, uh, the things that God has told us to do, those are the things that we must do in order to demonstrate to God and to the world that we actually are thankful. So concerning the topic of grace, again, uh, Christian author Herbert Lockyer, uh, he writes, grace is the characteristic of the Christian gospel, Acts 20 and 24. Uh, he says, uh, through the gospel of grace, uh, many full blessings are brought to the soul. This gospel, according to Brother Lockyer, uh, he says it, it does not say try to reach these blessings. That is the teaching of the law. Grace come down to the lost, one with God's best. The gospel declares to all believers that grace is free. Is it's a gift of God? Again, that's Herbert Lockyer, um, and you can uh, read that in all the doctrines of the Bible. So again, uh, grace is a gift of God. It's free. We don't have to work for it. But because we're thankful for this free gift, we do work. So. Uh, you, we can say it like this. We cannot work for our salvation, but because we are saved, that uh, compels us to work because we're thankful for what God has already done. So it is due to this showering of multiple blessings that the believer responds. When someone does something nice for you, the right thing to do is to demonstrate gratefulness. God has done so much for us that we ought to be grateful. The question may be, how does one demonstrate gratefulness toward God? The answer is not nebulous. The answer is not cloudy. Uh, the answer is not complex. It is simple. Jesus himself stated that those who do the will of the Father are his brothers and sisters. If you look at Matthew 12 and 50, uh, that's what Christ was talking about, um, that uh, he asked the question, who is my, uh, my, my relatives? Uh, he says, who he or she that does the will of the Father uh, is part of me. And that's what we're talking about. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what economic status or position you have in life. It doesn't matter who you know. It doesn't matter what your bloodline is. It doesn't matter what neighborhood you grew up in. It doesn't matter what continent you were born on. If you know Jesus, if you are about the Father's business, we're all in the same family. 
we're all in good standings if you do what you're supposed to do. Um, I see work being done globally. I see uh, people on the continent of Africa working towards kingdom agenda because they're grateful. They're grateful uh, for what God has done for them. And it's interesting that gratefulness shouldn't be positioned by how much money you have or how much material stuff you've uh, gained. Um, just being in Africa and seeing how much joy the Christians have, seeing how much boldness the Christian have. And here we are in a so-called uh, a super power country and we have triple what they have, but how many uh, uh, believers uh, uh, can't even lift up holy hands to say, Lord, thank you, because we don't have the material stuff that we think we ought to have. But at the same time, here are Christians who don't have half of the material things that we have, and they're experiencing joy. And part of that is gratefulness. They are grateful to God because of what they do have. They may not have the flat screen televisions. They may not have the uh, double-sided uh, refrigerators. They may not have a uh, four-bedroom with three baths. They may not have all of that, but they do have Jesus. And having Jesus is what compels us to really look at the world, not from what the newspapers are telling us, but what God is telling us. And God tells us that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. God tells us that we ought to look at the creator, the one who holds uh, both or who can control both the body and the soul. Uh, he can He can give the soul birth and he can uh, uh, call us back to himself. That's the one we ought to revere. That's the one we ought to fear. So, yes, we have circumstances. Yes, we have challenges. Yes, we have obstacles. But that's part of life. Part of life is we have to deal with these issues. But I'd rather be in the storm with Jesus on the boat than without Jesus on the boat. So we can get through whatever it is that we need to get through. We are overcomers. And that's what... Uh, the Bible reminds us of that we are overcomers. We have already overcome the world. And part of that, it deals with gratefulness because I am thankful that God has deposited his word to us. So when I'm feeling downcast, I can go to the scriptures and be uplifted. When I'm not, when I need clarity, I can go to the scriptures and be uplifted. And I'm thankful for that. When I want to learn more about being a man of God, I can go to the scriptures and be uplifted and gain clarity. When I want to learn more about how to treat my wife, I can go to the scriptures and gain clarity. When I want to learn how to be a good father, I can go to the scriptures and gain clarity. And you can do the same. You can do the same. And the great thing about the cross is it places everybody on the same level. And for that, we can be grateful. We can be thankful. This, again, is an extension of God's grace, his unmerited favor. I mean, just think about it. If peace could be placed in the stores, people would buy it to the point that it would sell out. But peace is not for sale. 
peace comes automatically from knowing Jesus Christ. If joy could be on the grocery shelves, people would buy to the point where they sell out. Uh, and, and, and nobody else could be able, be able to get it because the rich people would buy it all up. But I'm thankful that joy is an extension of Jesus Christ and it comes by knowing him. It, it's free. It's accessible. We just have to tap into it. We just have to uh, pray to God and we, 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 we have to read the scriptures. We have to apply to our lives. And through this interaction, we get access to joy, the joy that's a path, all understanding, the joy that allows us to have comfort in our hearts, even when the situation hasn't fully resolved itself. This is an extension of God's grace. So the question may be, how does one demonstrate gratefulness toward God, which we've been talking about? And we talked about the simplicity of this answer. God's desire for his children, meaning Christians, is for them to demonstrate their gratefulness by following the ordinances as prescribed in the scriptures. When we see Christians displaying love through good works, it is their way of showing gratitude. Gratefulness is a character trait that ought to be displayed by all of those who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Again, gratefulness, it is a character trait that ought to be displayed by all of the all of us who have been washed in the blood of Christ. So if we say we love Jesus, we have to show some signs. If we say we love Christ, we have to show some signs. This reminds me of when I first started my Christian journey. And the Lord needed to get my attention. And I just came from the world, of course, and um, I had a large music music uh, collection from the world. And I am uh, a fan of music. And at that time, I loved music uh, in terms of secular music. And so God knew how to get my attention. And the Lord disturbed my spirit to the point where I eventually had to load up all of my vinyl records and tapes and I had to let them go. It wasn't easy. It was difficult. It was challenging. And we're talking about uh, hundreds and hundreds of dollars of music. But in retrospect, this was God trying to get my attention. Because God fully understood that in order to get me to where he needed to get me, he had to remove and take away those things that were in con- uh, that were out of step with his will for my life. So not only did he take away those type of music, God did not uh, leave me void uh, of music. He replaced those type of music with gospel music. So now my thirst is for him. My thirst is for things that glorify him. My, my thirst is for things that bring him joy. And I have found uh, an appetite for doing 
God's will by by uh, uh, gaining strength through the the lyrics of the of the gospel songs because that's what I'm about right now. I'm about living a life for Jesus, and oftentimes we have struggles in our Christian walk. We want to be holy, but there's things that still have a hold on us. We want to be holy, but we're struggling. We're struggling with uh, whether or not. I should let this person go, whether or not I should let this TV show go, whether or not I should uh, fast from some of the social media platforms, whether or not uh, I should uh, let myself uh, 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 cut myself loose from this particular group. Whatever is keeping you from the will of God, we must learn, we must have enough faith to push it back and let that go so we can grow up to the head, so we can grow in Christ, so we can be what we need to be. This is why in the book of Acts, you see uh, converts burning up magic books because they realize that uh, certain things can't cross over when we get into Christ. And part of us being grateful for the grace of saving us, uh, for the, for the grace that comes with, uh, setting us apart, for the grace that comes with having a relationship with, with God should produce this thankfulness, this thankfulness to God for extending his grace. So we're thankful. And part of us showing God that we're thankful is by what we do. So what we're doing is, okay, Lord, you're, you're telling me that uh, I am not to engage in necromancy, that I'm not to uh, engage in the occult. So, Lord, there's some things that I can't do anymore. Uh, I can't uh, celebrate things of darkness. I shouldn't put my money towards things that deals with the occult. I, 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 sh- I shouldn't do that because you've told me that I shouldn't. And so when God tells us something, it may not sit well with us initially, but as we struggle, I'm hoping that you have enough faith to say, no, I'm going to give it up for Jesus. I'm going to love my enemies for Christ's sake. I'm going to not gossip for Christ's sake. I'm going to um, give towards kingdom building for Christ's sake. So there are things that we, all of us, should be doing because of God's grace, because of God's unmerited favor. Jesus has already done his part. He nailed everything to the cross. So there's nothing that we can't overcome. We just have to respond accordingly. And if you want peace in your life, if you want joy in your life, if you want to have that relationship, the intimacy with Christ, the way that we say we do, we have to do our part. We have to start taking our Christian walk more seriously. And we have to uh, keep God, number one. Remember, God will never fail you. We are the ones that have to do our part and start living the faith of, of, of Christianity as we profess to, uh, to others. So we pray that you all have gained a bit of insight on the doctrine of grace through these four episodes. Um, as always, 
please continue to do for the truth what so many do for a lie. And if you believe in this radio show and if it has touched you in any way, please become a monthly supporter of Sound Reasoning Radio Show. You can go to our website, srministries.org, and may God continue to bless you and your family. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister, Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.